Welcome, dear listeners, to a sacred journey through the pages of God's Word. I'm your guide in this adventure, Steve Kitts, and I'm truly grateful that you've joined me in another session of During Bible Study Podcast. Before we look closer into these verses that will illuminate your heart and your mind today, let us pause for a moment in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, as we open your precious word, we look for your guidance and wisdom. May the Holy Spirit be our teacher. Illuminate the truth within each of these sacred pages. Bless all those that tune in today that they may find solace, inspiration, and spiritual growth through what is shared and explored in your word. In Jesus' holy name we pray and amen. Happy New Year 2024. Now we're closing out the year 2023. So much has happened in this past year. We look back at all those that have gone on and just on our community. We've witnessed some ups and some downs, but we can look back at one constant that is in our lives. That's God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. In the overall picture of this last year, we compare it to the storm that the disciples faced when they crossed the sea. Jesus had sent them away. Today, Jesus is telling us to go and do. So he's putting us in situations. The storms of life are raging all around us. Now, it could be a bill or a loss of a loved one, job issues, or a host of other things. Like a storm, when you're in a storm, it seems to be all around you surrounding you and coming from all sides. We believe that the enemy gets too much credit for a lot of the storms that we go through. We understand that at times God will give him permission to try and test us. But I believe that some of the storms we go through are to remind us of who we serve. I believe on on Jesus that can calm every storm. He can pick us up when we're taking our eyes off of him and start to sink. Some of the storms are because we choose to go off in the wrong directions. We are warned by the Holy Spirit not to do something or go somewhere, but we go anyways. That can lead you into a storm and remind you of who you serve. I'm not saying that every storm in life is bad. When you think about life life over 200 years ago, for instance Uh, they would be a a mountain area that would happen to have a storm come through maybe lightning would strike a tree in the forest and a wildfire starts and it would burn and destroy things in its path but life and growth would start to rebuild and restore all that which was killed or damaged during that wildfire now historical records talk about homes that were built in the mountains that were destroyed and farms lost And people would only have time just to grab their little children and run away. People would only have time to grab uh, very minimal things. Now we have advanced systems in place and people that are trained to slow or even stop the mountain fires. And that's one example of unexpected storms that can cause devastation. We talk about hurricanes, tornadoes, and even ice storms. They're all natural storms that come against us. 
the one that happens in your personal life are different type of storms. They're just as devastating and most troublesome. You see, we have warning systems for most all these other natural storms. A siren or even alerts on your phones can warn you of something that's coming. But in your personal storm, there isn't much warnings at all. That's why we have Jesus in our lives. It's just like the example of the disciples in the boat. They were in the darkest part of the night. They were experienced fishermen, and they knew the signs and how to know if and when a storm would come in that sea. But this was a sudden and quick storm that came on them. Now they rode and they fought against it, but was getting nowhere fast. They were tired and worn out, and at the point of giving up, and just letting that boat float to wherever the storm would push them. That was the moment that Jesus came walking on the water towards them. You have to understand that it was Jesus who told them to go, and they went. Just went off in the direction that God told them to go. Now Jesus went off to pray, and he went to talk to his Father God. And a storm came while Jesus was not with them. But we find now that Jesus is coming to them in that storm. Walking on the sea as if it were dry land. And the water was not a hindrance to him at all. There's nothing that can stop Jesus from reaching you wherever you are. In this new year, as we started off, we're still to do as Jesus instructed us to to do to perform he said go out and make disciples go and tell others about him and that he is the only way to heaven when you go in Jesus name then he will go before you and make preparations for you and then go with you when you go that's a win-win to me I'm reminded of the scripture that we look at around every New Year's and you hear it in sermons all the time. And it's 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Once someone turns their life over to God, then they are a new creature. To understand the new creation, first we must grasp that the fact there was a creation. Something was created by God. John 1.13 says about this new birth that is brought on by the will of God. We did not inherit a new nature from our parents or decide to recreate ourselves anew. Neither did God simply clean up our old nature. He created something entirely fresh and unique. The new creation is completely new, brought about from nothing, just as the whole universe was created by God from nothing. The only creator that could create such a feat is God. Second, it talks about the old things that passed away. Old refers to the things that is part of our old nature. Natural pride, love of sin, uh, relevance on work, and a former opinions, habits, and passions. Most specifically, what we loved is passed away, especially the supreme love for oneself and it's self-righteousness, self-promotion, and self-justification. The new creature looks outwardly towards Christ instead of inwardly towards self. The old things died, 
They were nailed on the cross with our sin nature. Along with the old passing away, the new has come. Old, dead things are replaced with new things that are full of life and full of glory of God. The newborn soul delights in the things of God and arbors the things of the world and the flesh. Our purpose, feelings, and desires, understandings are fresh and different. We see the world differently. The Bible seems to be a new book. And though we may have read it before, there is beauty about it in which we've never saw before and which we wonder at not having been able to perceive it before. The whole face of the nature seems to be changed to us too. It seems we're in a new world. The heavens and earth are filled with new wonders, and the things seem to now speak forth of praise of God. There are new feelings towards all people. A new kind of love towards family and friends. A new compassion never before felt for enemies. And a new love for all mankind. These things we once loved, we now detest. And the sin that we once held on to and wanted, we now desire to put away forever. We don't want to touch it. And we put off the old man with these deeds from Colossians 3 and 9. And put on one new self, created to be like God in righteousness and holiness. And that's Ephesians 4 and 24. What about the Christian who continues to sin, though? There's a difference between continuing to sin and continuing to live in sin. No one reaches a sinless perfection in their life, but the redeemed Christian is being sanctified, which means made holy, day by day, sinning less and hating it more over time, and each time he fails. Yes, we still sin, we still come short of the glory of God, but willingly and less and less frequently as we mature in Christ. Our new self hates the sin that still has a hold on us. Paul said he had a thorn in his side all of his life. There was something that he wrestled with too, and he was a great man of God. Our new self-hate of sin still has a hold on us. The difference is that the new creation no longer is a slave to sin as we formerly were. We are now freed from the sin and it no longer has power over us. And we can find evidence of that in Romans 6, 6, and 7. Now we are empowered by and for righteousness. We now have a choice to let sin reign or to count ourselves dead to sin, but alive in Christ. Best of all, now we have the power to choose to sin or not. The new creation is a wondrous thing formed in the mind of God and created by the power and for His glory. Filled with the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit, which are one and the same person, we now have the power of the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit live inside of us. In this new year of 2024, we have so much ahead of us, so much we expect to show, <coughs> so much we expect to share and enjoy with each other, knowing that God is still in control no matter what we face, no matter what storm comes about, no matter what challenge we come up against. No storm can keep Jesus from walking right up through that storm to us. We have the comfort of knowing that nothing can harm us 
If we leave this world, then we'll be in the arms of Jesus. So face those storms, accept the challenges, and tell others about the goodness of God. Tell them that Jesus is the only way to heaven. Let them know that they are, don't have to be perfect to call on Jesus. We will never be perfect here on this earth. Jesus will clean us up. We don't have to clean ourselves up. Jesus accepts us for who we are and how we are. When we're just yet sinners, Christ died for us and gave his life for us. In the coming year, be bold on your faith and watch things change in people's lives. And that's my message for you on this new year coming up. Be bold for God. Stand for Him. He will stand with you, stand for you, and stand inside you. There's nothing that can harm you. Nothing can stop you when you go in Jesus' name. So go out there and make disciples. Tell others about Jesus. And that's what He instructed us to do. No matter how you reach people, because we all reach people differently, do it in Jesus' name. We'll close in a prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord, for your understanding of the word. We thank you, Lord, that you can use us, Lord, each and every one of us, to go out and reach and teach and to talk to other people and tell them of your goodness and your grace. Let us ever be bold and we stand for you no matter what comes against us. No matter what trial or trouble comes, we'll look to you and hold your hand in your blessed holy name. Amen. I want to take a minute to talk to you about Buzzsprout. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new market or a channel, may I suggest that you share your thoughts and your ideas with the world. And it's just so fun to have a talk show. Podcasting is very easy, inexpensive, and a fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Within minutes of finishing each recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And a team that they have at Buzzsprout is passionate in helping you succeed. They want you to succeed. Join with over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Let's go ahead and create something together. God bless you.